Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rethink Retail podcast. I'm your host today, Oliver Banks, and I'm at the Retail Technology Show in London in the UK. I'm delighted to be joined today by Tiago Charisma, the Managing Director of the Fantastic World of Sardines, a Portuguese group with 45 incredible stores. Tiago, welcome to the show. How are you finding it? Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here, and I hope we have a nice conversation about retail. Absolutely. Well, your, your stores are fantastic, energizing, and uh, really inspiring. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your role and, and about the fantastic world of sardines in particular? Well, uh, um, the, the brand Fantastic of Portuguese Sardine is pretty much a brand that was, was, was born to create awareness. Um, I mean, the, the, the Portuguese Sardine, the, the Portuguese teen sardine is a sector with almost 200 years of history. And uh, I would say for 195 years of that history, it, it didn't get the best treatment aligned with its reputation. So we started this brand to create that awareness, to create an atmosphere where people would feel interested for our history, for what we have to tell them. And that's pretty much what it is about. So we face retail as a, um, a great way to tell a story. That's pretty much what we do. We are not only retailers, we own a factory, a factory from 1942, which is ours since 2015. So once we, we got to the factory, we had a problem to solve because we couldn't get to the end customer with added value. And so the strategy of the brand was pretty much to, again, create an awareness mm. and with that awareness to, to tell a story, our staff is there to tell a story and to, to sell with added value. And then we pick that added value and we go again to the whole chain and we pay back though, for the whole community from the fisherman to the retailer who's in the shop. So they Fantastic. are all integrated in this, in this chain. That's brilliant. So we've got this sort of deep cultural heritage really interlinked with Portugal and raising awareness of, of the country, which we'll get into a little bit, little bit more. But let's go to your stores. It's a, a very niche product, but you do this and you do, you do retail with such creativity and excitement. And you, know, you mentioned storytelling there. Tell us about the experience that you put on in stores. We were just discussing this morning in the panel here in the Retail Technology Show about the, the fact that people always talk about storytelling with something you yes. hear every day, storytelling, yeah. storytelling. <laughs> but you really must have a story to tell. It's just not about, I mean, you can, you can put up the, the, the best shop with the, with the best fit out, but if you don't have a content, if you, if you are empty when it comes to, to who you are, then it is worthless if you, if you don't have a good content. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we felt that the retail was just the missing part in a great history, at least in this sector when it comes to tin, tin, tin sardine, tin fish in Portugal. The heritage is tremendous, it's huge. But nobody was really getting, the, the, the end customer was not perceiving this value. So really? okay. the retail was just the final step, was the, the final link between a tremendous story and the end customer. 
And the living proof that the end customer was just waiting for that to buy on a higher level is just very often close to our shops. You can find many supermarkets who sell tin sardines, not with the same quality as ours, but tin sardines, yep. I would say for 10% the price what we sell. So what's the reason why people buy from us many, many more than they buy from supermarkets? Because in there they know they are buying something special, something with a lot of quality and more important, they know they are paying the fair, the fair share for the whole process, for the whole chain. And I would say that's for sure the critical part of the, of the whole thing. I mean, the shops are entertaining, the, the atmosphere is nice, uh, you have color, you have sound, you have, you have lightning, you have everything, you have movement, you have all of that, but that's just a way to, to raise attention. And when right, most okay. people give us that attention, then we pick that attention and we, we tell a story. And that's the, what, what we are really selling is a story, a real story, not, a, not an invented one. So tell us about how did you develop that story? I mean, obviously there's, there's you know, 200 years worth of history to, to, to pull out. How did, how did you find what really resonated? Well, I mean, the, the, the reason why we, we knew, as almost everything in economics, you have a problem to solve and you go and you try to solve it. It's the best way. Yes. I mean, you, you don't have an eureka moment. You have a problem to solve. And in our case, we, we bought the factory. The factory was, was already existing for a long time. And then we, we were naive enough to believe that the, the supermarkets would, would believe in us, would, would want to, to sell our product with that and that. And of course, it didn't happen because the only language they know is the price and scale. And so we had this problem to solve. And it was eight years ago. And once we had that problem, we were like, yep, yeah, now we have no alternative. We, have, we must go to the end customer to make him understand the story behind this whole thing. So mm. we, we went and the, the, there wasn't this great moment when we woke up and we were like, yeah, let's go for retail. No, we had a problem to solve. We had a need and we, need to do, we needed to do something in order to solve the problem. And so we, we started the first shop and it went well and another one and another one. And nowadays, only about the, the canned fish, we have 22 shops ready around Portugal, from the very north to the very south to the both islands. So yeah, pretty much everywhere in the country right now. Sure, and in the group, you've got other brands as well. Tell us a little bit about those and how you've taken some of those same learnings into those perhaps. Yeah, I mean, our philosophy is quite always the same. And we are in a, in a, in a great culture to do that because Portugal has been worked for the past, I would say, five decades. Uh, it hasn't been good to eat its own treasures. So unlike other countries like France, like Italy, like even Spain, our neighbors, mm. we haven't been uh, capable to, to highlight what we do well. So, I mean, let's say we have a whole sea of opportunities ahead of us. And we do that in many different fields of action. When, when we're talking about Serra de Estrela cheese, one of the best cheeses in the world, whether we're talking about filigree, which is another field of action where we are, whether we're talking about the soft eggs, we have the, the, the oldest brand of soft eggs, all the old smalls, you have in Portuguese delicacy. I mean, we are in many different fields of action, but the philosophy is always the same. We go from the very beginning, from the source, and nowadays, more than ever, people care about the source, where, what we eat, what we consume, what we hear, where does it come from? Mm. People care more and more about it. Absolutely. And um, we go from the source to the end customer. And we, we usually own the whole chain. That's critical for us because only owning the whole chain, we can go and then tell the end customer, we can make sure that everybody's getting its fair share. So that's pretty much what we do. And the philosophy is always the same. 
repeat the same philosophy. It's a niche indeed, but we have 4 million customers every year in our shops. So even though it's a niche indeed, but it's not that small. I mean, you can yeah. have, I mean, not a huge volume, but you can have some volume, volume enough to, to, to go back to the source and everybody gets the, 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 the fair price for what they're selling. Yeah. I, th I think it's really interesting. I'd just like to explore for a moment. Many of the food trends that we've seen in the, the cost of living crisis is around driving down prices. But like you say, compared to other similar products, particularly you know the tin sardines that you referenced, a significant price difference. And that's that cultural heritage coming through. Is that sort of history and richness? Is that, I suppose, the requirement for what the group is looking for as you acquire brands and, and open new stores? Just to make something clear, we, we, we don't want to mess with, with the fact that we know that we are in an inflection moment and we know that people, a lot of people are struggling to put food on the table and we are very serious about that. Mm. Our, our philosophy, when it comes specially to the Portuguese sardine, was that we're talking about the product with a lot of heritage, as I mentioned, a lot of history, and we want to be on that added value part of the market. So we don't say that, yeah, you should start buying 10 euros can of sardines for your everyday life. We don't say that, Definitely. and we have a lot of respect for that. What we say is quite the opposite, is that the market doesn't need to be only low price, and we want to be on that, on that niche again, where you can sell with added value. But once again, the only reason why we are able to keep the added value high is because then we go back to the chain and everybody gets its, its fair share. I mean, the word Portuguese goes for sardine as Italian goes for shoes or as Swiss goes for cheese or as whatever you want. Yep. So somebody needs to take advantage of that and we want to be the brand that can advantage of that. And so uh, our strategy is pretty much about that. It's about being on that, on that part of the market where you have that on your value and, and where you can actually highlight the country. And we are right now preparing our, our first international shop. We are going to the US very soon. How exciting. It's really exciting. A lot of hard work ahead of I, us. I bet. <laughs> a lot, a lot. We are aware of that. And because we believe that the more we do that, the more we push for, for the word Portuguese, the better we are, we are going to the whole economy, not only for the sardines, but to the whole economy, for the Portuguese economy as a whole. Because we believe, and especially since the last, the last decade, Portugal is raising a lot of attention, and mostly linked to the tourism wave. And we believe it is finally the moment for the world to realize that Portugal has also added. We are a small country, we are a 10 million inhabited country. So it makes no sense for a country like ours to compete on an international level with low price because of course someone somewhere in the world is producing at a lower price than us. Yep. So obviously yep. that there's an alternative. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to be the ones who produce for a, cheap, for a cheaper price because it means we are paying lower salaries. It means we are giving poorer condition to our people. So we want to be on the other side of the cloud. We need yeah. to produce without value. And we believe tourism is actually tourism and with tourism retail is, is a great way, is a great channel to, to create that, that talent value. And that's what we are trying to do. And we want other players to join us. To, that's fantastic. To, to come along, because the more we do that, I mean, right now I'm in London talking about it. It means what we've been doing is, is we are going somewhere because I'm at this fantastic venue talking about Greece, talking about the Portuguese that they talking about teen sardines. This is yeah. something was, was not something imaginable 10 years ago. 
And here we are. It means something is being done properly, something is being done right. So that's pretty much our strategy to, to raise attention, to increase the level, to increase added value. So it's not being insensitive to mm. what, what is right now people struggle to put food on the table. It's not about that. I mean, we are super sensitive about it, but it's not because we are aware of that and sensitive that we, we shouldn't care about raising the level and creating the value. That both things can happen at the, at the same time. I, I think it's fantastic. And it's, yeah, what you're, what, what you're doing in terms of expanding to the US, speaking to, to international audiences is brilliant for, for Portugal as well. And I'm sure, sure the, uh, the government and the country must be right behind you. I want to just touch on the, the, the social and the sustainability side, which you know, you've, you've very clearly uh, expressed as a, a big, important value. How do you keep challenging yourself to, to do more in this sector? Our motto in here is pretty clear. We don't believe on selling at a higher price and then pick that extra and go and, and go back to your community as a charity. We think it's actually the other way around. We don't believe on selling higher and then go back, we believe. The only reason you sell at the higher price is because you paid properly back. So we think the equation is actually upside down. So it's something that on the day we stop doing that. I mean, our lifetime ex expectancy is, is, is very short because the only reason why we are able to do what we do is because the social sustainability is always present in the Hellenic strategy. And we do that everywhere we are. We do that with the fishermen, we do that with the ship guards, we do that with the artisans who work with the world. So every field of action where we are, everybody gets a higher price. But not only at the, at the, at the source, but also at the shops. Everyone who works with us gets part of what they sell. So we are pretty aggressive on that, on the commissionment. Yeah. And, um, and that's something very critical for us, not only because it's a good business, because the more they are engaged, the better they sell, so we make more money. Absolutely, and they just fall in love with the brand, right? And that, that creates the energy in store that is, is clearly working one, uh, one tremendously. One of the compliments we can have is that someone going into one of our shops and call and say, you have no idea how well I was treated while I was in the shop. That's the best anyone can, can, can tell us. Totally. And it happens because people feel they are part of it. I mean, they are our shareholders without having any risk in fact all they have to do is sell and get their, their their fair share so for us we make no mistake we have we don't have any type of confusion when it comes to that because again it's not charity is actually a strategy to make more money so it's not about being a nice guy i mean we are we are also nice guys but this is not not, not about that this is is the fact that we make much more money because we pay well everyone yeah throughout the whole process so it's not about being nice, it's about being smart. We believe it's a, a solid commercial model that is yeah. fair at the same time, right? And, and, it, and it makes money, it creates economy, and everybody benefits from it. So for us, it's crystal clear that this is the only strategy possible. And this, it's how we will keep on going with our activity because that's the best way we, we three came this far. And again, here we are in London sharing with you this story is because we did it this way. Absolutely. It was it's a fantastic business that you're building, so uh, massive kudos. We are here at the Retail uh, Technology Show. What are you thinking about when it comes to the future of the business? Well, we believe more and more retail will be about experience, about, about connection, and um, less about scale and massification and, and, and price base. That's the, the model we believe uh, retail is, 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 is heading to. 
In our case, and we are the retail technology show, we believe technology in our case should be present until the moment we are interacting with the customer. In, in that interaction, in our case, we don't want technology. So we are super keen on technology for the back office, for management, to, to motivate people, for them to measure commissions, for instance. But when it comes to interaction, we believe the world must become more humanized. We are all tired of this massification, this excess of technology, and retail should be a moment for people to, to interact, to get to know each other. And we work with travel retail, so we are in the perfect atmosphere to do that. So, of course, there are a lot of Microsoft retail, there are many different approaches to the business. Ours is this one. We believe on human interaction, we invest a lot in that. Of course, technology can and helps, in fact, a lot. We bet a lot on that, but only until the, the moment the doors are open. When the doors are open, is human to human interaction. Yeah. Because we believe that's also kind of a niche for the future. Because the more the more companies go to the, in our opinion, excessively automatized process, the more people will feel the need to, to interact and to, to see a smile on the other side. So that's critical. Yeah. And we, we invest a lot in it. And that allows the story, ultimately, which is a human story, to come out and, and bubble up and inspire people, right? It's so fantastic. At the end of the day, it's all about that storytelling, which at the, nowadays, again, is something, is the word everybody says. I'm not sure everybody understands the, 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 the deep meaning of that, but we work on that. So our, our stores are the perfect spot for that story to be told. So this is just, it's just again, going back to my first answer, it's just about raising awareness. Raising awareness with all the movement, energy, as you said, I really like the expression. Energy, yes, a lot of energy, but then we want focus. And the focus comes from that interaction, human to human. Now we'll tell you a story about the woman who made this can with, with, with her hands. So this is critical. She did it with her own hands. So that's, that's what makes it so special. And this is not a story you can tell through a screen. Yeah. You, you, when you hear it with the empathy of someone who is also a human. So we believe a lot in that. So we've got this really rich story that people should absolutely experience in person. Uh, go to a store uh, and of course Portugal as well. How can people find out more and, and get involved? As you said, first of all, I invite anyone to go to sunny Portugal and enjoy the shops in person. But for those who can't do that, just go off and ask for Portuguese sardine or the value of time group, which is the name of our holding. Find out more about all our brands, all our, all our methods and working ethics and so on. I invite everyone to do that. But even better, if you can go to Portugal and experience it in person. Absolutely. Well, something's so entertaining and uh, you're clearly so passionate about it's Absolutely, you've got to be best face-to-face, -face, in yeah. person, in real life. So Tiago, thank you so much you. Uh, for joining us here on the Rethink Retail podcast. It's been a really fantastic conversation. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guests. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.